Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of our podcast, Tech Talk, um, a podcast where we talk about various technology-related topics and uh, deep dive into one of the topics that we choose each week. Um, please feel free to subscribe and have a look at our past topics. We had a number of guests before uh, and talking about various interesting topics in the past. Um, today, uh, we are going to talk about robotics. Uh, robotics is a very exciting topic for both of us. Uh, uh, Amit and I both started our uh, journey and did our uh, uh, degree in mechanical engineering. And um, you know, in engineering, there is a lot of uh, uh, opportunities to be involved in robotics. Somehow we sort of swayed and came came into IT. But uh, uh, robotics is a very very uh, interesting topic uh, because it combines the IT or the Sort of the software, um, software engineering and uh, physical engineering, which is mechanical, uh, together to build something very exciting. So yeah, robotics. Uh, uh, very excited to talk about robotics today. Um, uh, Amit, what's your thought and uh, what, what what do you think about robotics? Thanks uh, so much, Renat. Uh, I think, yeah, you're right. Uh, we both did mechanical and uh, we are both familiar with robots. I've actually taken part in a couple of uh, technical events in uni where we built robots with a couple of uh, my friends uh, at uni. Uh, and it was quite fun. Uh, uh, I remember we built a robot, uh, the line follower robot. So, um, and then there were other robots where we had to carry some weight across a stream of water with propellers, etc. So we use microcontrollers, etc. So yeah, I'm quite excited to talk about uh, this subject. Uh, I'm sure some of my college friends who are listening uh, might be excited about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. You just reminded me also, yeah, when I was doing my degree, I was also, you know, making a number of robots and uh, sometimes, I mean, in the first year, it wasn't, uh, it was just the physical um, body of the robot. And then as I moved to second year and third year, I was also doing the software side of it to make it move. It was very exciting. Uh, in my uh, postgraduate uh, thesis, I did a, a robot which will map a whole uh, surface, uh, like electric vehicle kind of uh, robot, which will look at, look for obstructions and try and find a new path, avoiding all the obstruction it come, comes across. So yeah, I, I made it with Arduino, and uh, yeah, it was it was really exciting, and uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> good to think back to those days as well. Um, really exciting projects, really, really cool things you can do with, with uh, this kind of technology. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, let's, let's uh, dive uh, right into it. So what do you uh, know about robots? Uh, what do you think a robot is for the benefit of all our viewers and listeners? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so what is a robot? I mean, uh, when we talk, when we say robot, we immediately have like a view in our heads because, you know, by looking at various science fiction movies or looking at or reading science fiction novels, we kind of have an idea of robot, of what robot is and, um, you know, what to expect when we talk about robot. But actually, you know, in real life, there could be many, many different types of robots, which maybe not shown in in science fiction movies or uh, novels but in 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 you know a foundationally robot is you know is a machine uh, it will have a you know a physical structure it could be looking like human like humanoid robots or it could be looking like something you know 
not in any way related to human or it could be like looking like parts of human like arms and uh, things yes. like that um so that could it could look like various things but at the end of the day it's a machine it's a, like a physical machine that can be moved by software programming so you create or design something physical uh, for whatever purpose you're you're trying to achieve and then you have to be able to move it and to move it you have to have some sort of software programming injected right into it and that software programming or uh, the the programming that you put in will know what to do or how to move the physical product itself so i think that's the robot a combination of a physical structure and uh, software program which will move the physical structure in any way that is required okay so so yeah that's i think uh, there uh, i mean that definition yes it uh, gives a brief overview from my experience uh, i think uh, robots are exactly that machines that can do tasks or actions or s- some kind of activity uh, by itself or through some human control so on an assembly line you have these mechanical robotic arms that you see in a lot of videos where say a tesla is getting manufactured and there are these robotic arms that are doing the welding uh, to connect mm-hmm. different parts uh, that's a very repetitive task so actually robots are initially was initially designed to do repetitive tasks just like we uh, use um, automation tools to do repetitive tasks in software we had robots to do heavy lifting as well as automotive tasks uh, sorry automatic tasks uh, repetitive tasks um, in in real life and i think uh, that that is quite important because that then that frees up a lot of uh, time and energy for humans to do some other activities and uh, and yes uh, they can be programmed uh, by a computer or a microcontroller that's what an arduino is so i remember in our engineering days we used a microcontroller and then just program that so connected to a computer or a laptop and then just uh, write a code say c c++ code or there is a, there is assembly language as well so program that and then uh, get the actions but of course uh, a robot itself is built up of different parts so we talked about the machinery so it's a physical part is all machines metals or plastics etc uh, uh, gears actuators motors etc and then you have the electrical part which uh, gives it uh, power energy so a battery uh, or something like that that gives it energy to run to move and then finally you have the controller with the program so that's a software part so all these three thing together combine and make a robot and that is robot but then what is robotics right of course yeah i mean <laughs> to be honest i mean you know just just um, thinking out loud um, you know anything to do with robots is robotics of course uh, but yeah i mean um, you know if you, if you want to uh, dig a little bit deeper it's a, you know it's it's a, it's a technology altogether it's a branch of technology that you know you, you, you that deals with it automates things in one way or another um, or augments uh, something that a human is trying to do so yeah it's a technology that basically you know deals with anything to do with robots um you know design construction operation and um yeah um, 
also looking at the computer systems for their control. So yeah, robotics um, is, you know, in a nutshell, anything to do with robot, the, 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 the branch of technology that deals with robot and, uh, you know, looks at what can be done and how to automate any, any particular objective or process that humans are trying to augment or replace. And <laughs> I suppose that's what I'll call robotics. What's your thought on that? Yeah, I think it's uh, similar. So, so you have robots, and then uh, there is a field of building robots. So, how do you design a robot? W what is a problem that you are trying to solve with uh, building a robot? So, uh, the whole idea of building a robot, constructing it, designing it, and then uh, developing it, programming it. So, all those things. So, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, computer science, mechatronics, electronics, all these uh, combined fields to create a, a robot that solves a particular problem, I think that is robotics. Uh, so the field of uh, doing all these things uh, is uh, robotics. So uh, moving on from uh, robots and robotics, I mean, we are talking about robots because um, currently in our day-to-day -day life, we are familiar with using a lot of uh, robots uh, without our knowledge, like a robot vacuum. Uh, the Lego, uh, the Lego bots that come. So you can actually, there are toys now that are s small robots that you can play with. Drones, drones are in essence a robot. Um, and then you have those remote control cars, etc. They are doing some task based on some control from a human being. So we can classify them technically as a robot. Um, so I mean. That's why we uh, chose this topic uh, to talk about today. And uh, also, if you uh, notice the news, then recently NASA launched a rover on, landed a rover on Mars. China also did successfully. And those rovers are being controlled by human beings on, on Earth. And they are sending signals and they are asking the rover to perform certain actions. And that in essence is also a robot so it's performing certain tasks moving around on the martian surface and uh, sending back feedback to uh, humans uh, back on earth so 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 that's why it's a it's a very relevant topic and it has far-reaching applications so um, so from your experience because i know you have worked in automotive sector and you've worked with machines what's your experience like with robots and what have you seen that's that are the possibilities of using robots so yeah, I mean, where, while I was working as mechanical engineers, I've designed designed a few robots myself, and I've worked with many many robots, and I've seen in assembly lines there there are so many robots. As you mentioned, in like in Tesla, they're doing the welding, but in all assembly lines, you know, anything that is not, nowadays most of it is automated, and I've seen like even in uh, food processing as well. You know, when you have industrial food uh, preparation, you know, all of these are done through assembly lines, and they're very robotic arms that are moving and uh, doing doing the repetitive tasks that is that is really cool to watch as well I mean there's a TV show called how it's made um, I watched that quite uh, quite a lot. 
Yeah, it's quite interesting to see how, you know, in, when, when things are made in mass, um, you know, obviously whenever you're buying a product, you either see whether it's handmade or not, because handmade has some sort of value because the ones that are not handmade are is actually robot made. And, um, you know, those are actually amazing to watch the how quickly and how efficient a robot can be when it's, you know, when it's doing something repetitive. And uh, yeah, I mean, in automotive as well, I mean, uh, automotive sector, I've seen um, robotic arms doing various parts of the assembly line and uh, one of the one of the cool part is that these robots uh, these robotic arms are not they're not always arms or they're not always the arms that shape like <laughs> that are shaped like arms that you know various uh, you know uh, differently shaped uh, robots but uh, the cool thing is that uh, a lot of the times these robots functions are easily programmable so you might think that, oh, this is the robot. This has been, you know, the software program is for it to do something, maybe to screw a bolt into a surface, onto a surface. But um, the same robots, you could upload another, you know, piece of code or software program, which will do a completely different, different, task. Uh, different task, different action, and with the same level of efficiency. So that is really fascinating to me because if it is transferable very easily then you know that is one of the biggest limitation of anything to do with physical products or physical uh, you know robots that you, you know you're if you have to have one robot for one type of task then it it becomes very quickly becomes very costly and uh, you know obviously one of the main reasons we're you know talking about you know or, or you know finding robots as a as a technology is to decrease cost so the transferability or the adaptability of robot is very important and that's what i've seen in in um, assembly lines that same robot is maybe bolting uh, a, a screw and then it's painting spray painting a surface yes. and things like that uh, so yeah quite different type of task but as long as it has the hardware ability to move uh you know and uh, you know uh, move and be able to access different parts of of whatever product it's working with it can do various operations and that's uh, that's kind of when humans <laughs> developed opposing thumbs so you know with with our hands we can do various things um but um, we had to have the opposing thumbs to to be able to hold things. And then, you know, the amount of things we can do has suddenly increased. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned the opposing thumb because I also feel that without a thumb, it's very difficult for humans to do any uh, complex uh, task, especially holding objects like holding a tool, holding a gun, holding a firepower, whatever. I mean, it's important that you have a thumb, otherwise it's very difficult to operate machinery. And I think that has transformed and um, it's it's one of the key reasons of uh, success for human beings. <laughs> we vastly <laughs> underestimate the power of a thumb. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, while evolution has given us many, many benefits, but then when you look at robotics, you also think, of ways how evolution failed as well, if you think about it, because you know our, after millions of millions of years, why do we still have legs? Why don't we have wheels? Because you know that would have made transport and going places so much more <laughs> quick and efficient. But 
um, interesting thing is that evolution works in a different way. You have to have incremental increase of uh, performance. Uh, you know, in order to have wheels, you probably have to have an axle first, um, which will hold the wheels. And that would never happen in evolution. So this is actually a good comparison between robotics and, um, you know, how humans evolved. Because we think that after all of them, we don't have to even think about humans. You know, the, the whole evolution process of various animals, and things like that. They evolved after millions and millions of years, um, you know, whatever shape that we've ended up is actually, you know, the best one because, you know. Yeah, over a million, over, over a million uh, years, we have evolved into these complex beings that have yeah. uh, mastered planet Earth, that, that are ruling planet Earth. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's all good. But we have to see that the process of evolution is, um, it, it has one focus, which is incremental increase. It, it has to change very small every time in every generation. Yes. And if those small changes have to have some benefits. So you can't have a, um, it, it, you know, a, a system where you sort of plan that okay i have this this complex feature but to get to that complex feature you have to have smaller smaller changes that doesn't do anything and then you'll end up in a with a complex something that will never happen in an, in an evolutionary uh, system because as i was saying you know the reason we don't have wheels or better way to uh, transport is because you know all the small things that are required to slowly evolve, it wouldn't bring any benefit to, to that generation. Robotics, this is where robotics comes in. And, you know, we could think of things that we would never think in, in evolutionary uh, design because, you know, for example, wheels are quite, quite useful. useful and yes. Yeah. And uh, we could add uh, robots. There could be humanoid robots, but instead of legs, they will, very likely have wheels because that is so much easier to um, move around. Move around uh, yes, I think limbs give you an advantage when it comes to stairs and climbing objects. Uh, but with wheels, it's uh, easier to navigate multiple terrains quicker and uh, faster. So I think uh, that's what you see in science fiction films where you have a combination of wheels and limbs where you use wheel, wheels to go on a flat piece of land very quickly but then you need the limbs to climb above certain things like climbing a mountain climbing a, a climbing stairs etc and i think it's very interesting where you compare the um, evolutionary aspect with robotics because i think evolutionary process is very slow process and it's very um, um, i mean it takes a lot of time with robotics what we have done is we have outsourced all the problem solving parts to a piece of machinery that can do it a thousand times quicker, maybe hundred times quicker, and uh, we are able to achieve. So the thing with evolution is, you have uh, the environment, and then you have an impact on the organism, and based on that impact, the organism adapts. Now with a machine, um, the adaptation can be far quicker if we get feedback very quickly. So suppose yeah. I do something a million times, I get a quick feedback then I change it and then I do it another million times and then I get more feedback I adapted so I, I'm actually evolving just like humans but at a much faster rate so that's why we have seen more progress in machines computers software hardware electronics uh, in the last say uh, uh, two decades than in uh, the evolutionary aspect of uh, human beings or uh, animals
Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, feedback is so important to any robotics. I mean, this is this is one of the things I was going to bring up as well. For whenever we talk about robotics, we have to talk about feedback or input, data input. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, even when we were talking about like what is robotics, I was thinking that yeah, we talked about you know the main two aspects are hardware and software. But uh, you know, if if there was to be a third main thing in robotics, that is the data input. It needs to have a way to get information from outside. That could be a human giving uh, the information, like in a drone. You know, you're you know using a remote control, you're sending information into it, or it could have a camera or various other sensory devices, which will you know, like the Mars rover. That is not, you know, that real real time uh, controlled by a human because we are eleven minutes away from from Mars, uh, um, e- even with the fastest communication uh, technology. So, um, in in Mars, they have to have, a, you know, various sensory technology. Uh, you know, we've we've already seen a lot of pictures that come through. So there are various camera, and then there are infrared cameras. There are different types of cameras which will sense different kind of things. And then there are other sensory uh, uh, devices that would understand the weather, the humidity, and all of that thing. And then, based on all of that, it can then make a decision and decide what to do. I mean, yeah, robot is a thing that can move about, but what to do and without that information from input it wouldn't know what to do and uh, that i would say is a third um, third sort of uh, um, sort of pillar of, of robotics if you'd like to have the input and when, whenever we talk about input there is this opportunity for us to give it feedback and if it can I, I think nowadays obviously you know the robots are becoming more and more integrated with ai and stuff but i think one of the main thing is for it to remember the feedback that it received over a period of time. So if it can remember things and change its course of action based on that, then it, it kind of is an artificially intelligent robot if you think about it, because every feedback you give it over a period of time throughout its experience, and if it can remember and combine all of that experience and then base its action on it, that would be you know instantly quite an intelligent robot. It's it's interesting because it's it's like a self-learning uh, robot. So you mm-hmm. you uh, keep uh, uh, letting it do things, and based on that, it learns and then it remembers. Because human beings also learn a similar way. We retain the information as a as a as an infant, as a child, and then over a period of time, we add on that information. And that's why they say, right? Experience makes a man, and every man or every human is different because we have gone through different experiences, and that's the. Uh, that's one of another uh, reasons for our success as a species on this planet and and uh, i think this uh, whole idea of feedback is i think very uh, crucial as well because uh, if you look at autonomous vehicles where uh, say tesla is uh, developing this autonomous capabilities without sensors it's not possible so you have to have the cameras the radar the temperature pressure humidity whatever sensors you need to clearly see what's ahead of you predict what will happen next and then based on that uh, take certain action which is there in your algorithm and the f- and the more sensors you have the 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 more data you collect 
and the more data points you have about a particular situation the more informed decision or more accurate decision you can make it's like a statistical analysis right if you have more data points you have um, better uh, accuracy for the prediction and i think that's important and uh, but but uh, let, let's move on i mean um, for me i think robotics is uh, assembly line because that's where you see the uh, the biggest benefit and everyone sees the biggest benefit the assembly line where you can manufacture smartphones laptops bottles glasses uh, beds furniture uh, heavy machinery very quickly in in mass and having uh, sufficient quality say toyota they manufacture so many cars in a day and all the cars they are uh, i mean i'm sure humans may be involved but majority of it is i think on assembly line uh, controlled by robots painting welding assembling and then uh, high high quality uh, high availability and um, and less errors and i think that's also important because without uh, the uh, production capabilities on, on the industrial scale it would be very difficult economically to uh, i mean have robots in the first place because uh, i mean of course there are other industries and other areas where robots can be used say the space exploration program but i think the manufacturing or the industrial use of robots is the highest absolutely yeah that is what it is at the moment and that's bringing us so much benefits it, it's it's you know nearly unmeasurable because yeah i mean assembly lines how fast the robots work it, it it just amazes me every time i watch it and um yeah i mean and then but then obviously you know nowadays there are also like a lot of cool applications as well i mean assembly line is bringing up us the biggest benefit of robotics um but then um you know nowadays a lot of hobbyists and you know uh, uh, people who are like ma makers and stuff they are making their own like uh, own like sort of individual robots for doing something maybe something cool i've seen a youtube video where um you know this robot just follows someone around um the whole time and then you know maybe tells the weather and things like that and you know it could kind of, you <clears throat> it's interesting how quickly you could make a complex robot but just by combining ex ex existing technologies so if you sort of um, integrated an alexa or a smart home speaker into a humanoid robot it could kind of very you know closely resemble a, like a modern day like a humanoid robot that talks to you right <laughs> it yes, will be yes, absolutely. So, yeah that was very cool project to watch um and then there are um well this one's not necessarily a robot but i've seen a mirror like a smart mirror which is you know you can use it as a mirror but you could also um as a like a background like by pressing a switch the mirror would turn into a screen and it will give you weather information and the latest news and stuff like yes, that yes i've seen that yeah. yeah yeah so um there are very cool applications of of all of these things and one of the things that we have to mention if we talk about robotics is arduino and it's like a open controllers yeah microcontrollers yes yeah. you know i mean it obviously has uh, you know id to write the software code as well so yeah i mean 
that's one of the things that you would come across if you are trying to build a robot yourself. Um, you, you, you know, it helps a lot. You know, you have the hardware and the software in, under one thing. And um, you know, one of the things that a lot of the time, I mean, I was really afraid of when I was, uh, you know, doing my degree and stuff, is that oh, I don't know how to write a code, or even if I do, I don't know how to write it very well. But uh, I would urge our audience to think about, uh, to, to know that you really don't need to know a very, like, you know, uh, like a professional standard coding um, knowledge to, to build robots. Because most of these actions are actually already um, coded by someone and is available. Most of the things I've done in Arduino, uh, I actually copied from um, other people who have done similar movements. So, uh, that's the thing about robotics that there are movements that are there are similar movements that is that makes up a whole series of complex actions. Yes. Ultimately, you know, a robot could be painting a complex piece of um, I don't know a car part. Um, you know, it, you're thinking that oh, it has to know all of the surfaces and then spray and then you know stop and stuff like that. But all of these are actually can be like broken down into smaller movements that each of the motor will do and those are coded so you just have to combine assemble different uh, pieces of code from different places and voila you have a complex uh, you know robot doing very complicated uh, series of actions so yeah definitely uh, worth checking out and not be afraid or reluctant thinking that you don't have the knowledge because most of it is already done you just need to assemble it uh, to to create something actually very cool and advanced Interesting you say that because uh, if, you, if you think of Lego, uh, it's it's a similar concept, right? I mean, you have a Lego car and you think, how can you build this car uh, using all these small tiny blocks, the Lego bricks? And, and then using those small things, you create a very complex object. And the same thing is with um, evolution as well. Everything starts with, if you look at the atomic level, you just have proton, neutron, and electron. And using those as the building blocks, we have humans, we have computers, we have different machinery. Um, and, and then if you look at IKEA, the furniture, so they have uh, packed boxes. And if you think, like, how can this flat pack become a bed or a sofa? And then you start uh, building it together and voila, it's a, it's a bed, it's a sofa. So, yeah, you're right. You have to break down everything and make sure that, yes, uh, uh, I mean, solve that bit first and then move on to the next bit and keep on adding incremental uh, upgrade. And then slowly you can uh, solve more and more complex uh, problems. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, this brings um, this this brings me to the other thing about the purpose of robotics. I mean, you know, we we you know we have various robots with in assembly line and you know and in various other places. So, what are the reasons that as humans we came up with this technology of robotics? It's usually to always solve a problem. Um, there was one problem in, you know, there were problem in industrial, you know, after industrial revolution, humans were doing a lot of assembly line, but we needed faster, we needed more products. So we needed more efficient way of, um, you know, uh, going through the assembly line. And then we created um, robots to, to help us with that. And, but that's not that, I mean, that's one 
one purpose, but usually there are many problems that need solving. And depending on the kind of problem you want to solve, uh, the shape or the type of robots also change. A lot of the time, say, for example, you know, we want to go, uh, say, mining, you know, precious metals and yes. stuff. You know, you need to go, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of feet under the underground and things like that. And then, you know, the, you, you might have to move heavy rocks and things like that. And also it's very risky for, for you know, human life because you know, the, the, the ground could collapse and, um, you know, uh, uh, people could die, etc. But this is where exoskeleton or sort of augmenting augmented uh, robot, robotics kind of come into play where a robot is being controlled by a human up you know on the surface of the ground but the robot itself is being sent uh, down the cave or the uh, underground to do various stuff and the human can see through the camera that is attached to the robot what the robot sees and then move their arms and limbs and um, you know the robot replicates those those tasks in underground and then that way without risking any human lives at all and um, you know a, a lot of task is being done and also not only that but robot brings in a lot more strength so you know if the the human if they were sent underground they probably wouldn't be able to move a rock out of the way yes. but a robot could um so i mean a a, a a good way to look at different robots is probably looking at the avengers uh, cinematic universe so <laughs> different uh, different or, or transformers uh, <laughs> yes 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 so i mean Coming back to, I mean, looking at Avengers, I mean, Iron Man, that, that's a robot uh, um, to begin with. All the, all the things that Iron Man does, you know, augmenting the performance, human performance, including flying and things like that. These are all being done by a robot. Obviously, the, the energy source is a bit of a gray area in real life. I mean, but apart from energy source, everything else that is shown, um, is very much possible with robotics. That is robotics, and that, that can be, you know, uh, done in current technology. The only thing is the the arc reactor and the power source. Uh, you know, having such a small power source to power such a you know large amount of activities. But apart from that, I've seen like um, Iron Man masks, which kind of opens up and closes down, and uh, it's very cool. Yeah, but then. The heads-up display that Iron Man has with everything, it's like augmented reality, right? So you can have a glass, you can have a helmet, and they'll show you all the display about what's happening, who, uh, who's in front of you, and maybe do a Google search and give you the information about that particular person based on object recognition. You have Google Lens, <laughs> and then you have a, a headphone in your uh, ears that can tell you, and you can listen to some audio without the person in front of you being able to listen. Then you have mic control, you can give voice commands. So I think those are all possible. And then the Iron Man suit is basically an exoskeleton. So it gives uh, yes. um, a Tony Stark incredible strength uh, and agility. Uh, and uh, we recently we have seen uh, examples where you have a battery pack that's uh, it's like a rocket pack on your shoulders that uh, propels human beings in the air. So you have that technology also that can lift you and fly you, fly you. I think one man recently attempted to cross the English Channel um, using some kind of uh, propeller or something. Not sure exactly what yeah. the technology was. Yes, no, no, I, I see that. I see many videos. I actually subscribe to that company. I can't remember the name of the company now, but they are, you know, 
propelling you to fly and it is very amazing and um, i think uh, it's also being looked at the uh, 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 the military use of of that kind yes. of technology but i mean obviously military use aside there could be a lot of other uses just for transport if nothing else um you know the but obviously at this point it's very very expensive but it is possible it's possible and um, it may not be as slick as as we see in the movies but it is a little bit bulky but you know as the technology improves it will get better and better but it very much is all all of the things that we saw um, iron man's technology are individually possible so it just you know combining all together it's not impossible at all but yeah so it's it's uh, interesting how you know close we are to to science fiction really i mean in even in um, you know iron man is an exoskeleton and in one of the other avengers movies as well the the hulk was wearing a another exoskeleton made by iron man because um you know so exos this this whole co- concept of exoskeleton is actually very powerful because uh, as humans we tend to solve our problems you know while you know we, we, when we solve our problems we're in our head uh, thinking of ourselves as humans with our limbs and our shape and you know a lot of the times the pro- solution to the problem comes to us but the solution involves being in our shape or you know we see it see the solution yes. from a first person perspective and a robot can give you that first person perspective yet while being a separate entity altogether that is the coolest part of exoskeleton and um it could be a full body exoskeleton and a lot of the times you see that they're like extensions of like just an arm which is the the robotic arm which you know extends or even attaches to 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 humans like um i robot uh, that film where uh, will yes. smith a robotic so yeah it's it's just, it's just so cool and uh, so far reaching robo- the technology of robotics because i at the start of this talk i didn't think about robotics being um you know in uh, connected to prosthetics but it is you know it all is, the prosthetics it is it's, it's, it's our robots so it's uh, amazing how you know like 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 spider webs you can you know reach many different industries and many different technologies just by um you know adding different things into robotics absolutely and i think uh, i mean we we talked about uh, prosthetics and uh, space research and assembly line but then in military people use robots to uh, do reconnaissance missions so if you want to send some um say a, a robot um in a very highly radioactive zone then instead of sending a human being it's it's better to send a robot if you want to take pictures etc or if you want to have so super soldiers who have exoskeleton and they can run faster they can uh, they can hit harder they can lift heavy weights then i think that's a very good application then you have in the medical industry you have now uh surgical robots so robots that perform surgeries by itself or using human control so teleoperators so suppose you are in one part of the world and there is a robot in another part of the world so using the internet um the doctor can control the or the surgeon can control the uh, robotic arm or or the um, or the robot itself to perform certain surgery so that's an application there are agricultural robots that can track the soil uh temperature and um, other other soil contents and then maybe plant seeds etc 
then you have educational robots that teach people through uh, through various action you find educational robots in museums you ask a question they respond then we have teleconferencing robots where you actually talk to the robot but the robot has a uh, tv that uh, that is showing you the video say i'm talking to you but you are mm -hmm. now in a teleconferencing robot where i see your video so so yeah and, and now uh, you have nano nano robots so that are at uh, nano scale that can go inside your body and do certain things so i mean th there are n number of applications with uh, robotics uh, and and robots in general and then but i mean for the benefit of our audience we should also talk about uh, the different uh, types of robots and uh, how actually to build a robot so so do you want to lead on that yeah sure i mean uh when we talk about i mean uh, we we've, we've kind of discussed uh different types um there are already but if we if, if you know if we were to sort of list down there are like you know pre-programmed robot like in assembly line we've seen we've talked about and then there are humanoid ones that we talked about that looks like human um you know obviously yeah I mean, we said, you know, I was saying that, you know, evolution doesn't, didn't potentially give us the best design, but actually, no, in millions, yes, of, you know, generations after generation, the design we have is pretty awesome. I mean, it, it has, you know, uh, made sure that we survived all of these years, of, you know, in the face of all the problems and all the distractions and all the things like that so yeah human human design is is pretty good uh it's it's not critical it's a quite amazing design we have so a humanoid robot is um actually something definitely to go by and I, I was watching some videos of some robots which are based you know shown like humans and they are performing really well doing a lot yes. of the like jumping and you know and even gestures like facial expressions i think now we are at a stage where we have robots that mimic human emotion uh, mimic human gesture they can move their eyelids they can uh, move their uh, hands just like a human being yes yes yeah so humanoid and then there are autonomous robots which um you know um, are trying to do solve a problem or perform a series of tasks autonomously without having to um, be controlled by humans. And then, you know, you mentioned teleoperated robots uh, like drones or like, you know, the mining robots I was talking about, you know, you operate them from a distance, but yeah, you operate them nonetheless. And then there are exoskeletons where you sort of sit inside the robot itself. So yeah, these are all different kinds of robots there are, and uh, it, it may not even be an exclusive list. But also, uh, the things within this list can also be combined together to make even a cooler robot. Like you know, it, it could be a teleoperated robot which is autonomous. Uh, that way, like for I mean, yeah, I think you know, Amazon's parcel delivery uh, drones that we're talking about, they are teleoperated. But they could also be autonomous, you know, to a certain degree. Um, and then, you know, it could be a humanoid robot, which is, you know, uh, autonomous as well. So, yeah, there could be like various permutation and combination. And that's the beauty of technology. You basically combine, you know, a few different things and then you end up with something even cooler. And then you keep doing that. And then, you know, that you just make progress that way. 
it's 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 just like evolution <laughs> you're just uh, combining uh, so many problem solving uh, capabilities into one platform and maybe i think a lot of times people think that uh, will artificial intelligence ever be uh, equivalent to general intelligence that we talk about in humans and i think i think we are very close to it uh, when i say very close it means not like in in a year or two maybe in a decade or so but i think it's uh, it's far more closer to us than than we can imagine and uh, we keep uh, thinking that okay uh, are there aliens uh, and uh, who is god etc i think we we are slowly becoming gods anything that we imagine we are able to build it right now and uh, anything uh, that we think an alien should have we are creating it so what is what is it uh, what is stopping us from uh, becoming aliens to some other species maybe we don't have any other species in um, anywhere else in the universe and maybe we will be the first explorers going out and then giving superpower abilities to other civilizations who who knows absolutely i mean you know now that we're going to mars imagine this i mean imagine if we um you know took some bacteria or some 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 living organism which are really tough which can withstand a lot of lot of um um you know uh, adverse environment and accidentally left some in mars and in you know and then they started uh, the evolution process in mars and then they've you know evolved into something completely different and then you know life starts from there and also i mean yeah is there life in uh, other planets i mean i think obviously looking at the sheer amount of um, you know um, planets and solar system there are it's everyone says that it's very likely that there are but we also have to think about that you know the 4.2 billion years the earth has been around I, i'm not really 100% sure yeah about. i think uh, 3 to 4 billion years and 13 yeah. to 14 billion uh, years for the universe yeah so for us to be around and w- the amount of time we've been around is like a split second if you compare Yes. The, yes. So yes. It, there could have been alien civilizations and everything but it, it, it's it's difficult to say that the timing was right. Yeah, there is probably, you know, very high possibility that there was alien life out there. Maybe there was a civilization, maybe you know, they talked between planets and all, but maybe they came and gone or maybe they haven't come yet. And also when we look in the sky, we only see like billions of light years before what happened. We can't we can't see what's happening right now. So maybe something, you know, many things are happening right now, but we can't see it. We can't see because we are so far away. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I mean time, light is, time is a very <laughs> relative concept. I mean we we think time as an absolute concept, but it's very relative. As you mentioned, communicating with a Mars rover is it takes about 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. uh uh and maybe uh sending information and then receiving feedback it would take about uh, half an hour so if yeah. if it takes half an hour to communicate at the speed of light with an object in mars imagine if you have to communicate with something outside our solar system how much time and effort and energy it will take so basically we are limited by the speed of light and that speed is very slow where it compared it compared it with the size of the universe <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe i mean i know we are diverging a little bit but maybe quantum mechanics quantum mechanics where electrons can appear from one you know place in space to another place instantly and then if we can control where it appears 
and then we could say Earth and Mars, and then we could probably have instant communication. But you know, that's uh, you know, as we were saying, decades away. But yeah, no, coming back to artificial intelligence, um, yeah, I mean, uh, there might be in in a couple of decades of artificial intelligence, as you were saying. But right now, we're you know, the robot robots already supersedes humans. I mean, any you know, any like even basic robots is probably a lot stronger than a, than a human. Um, like a know. Boston Dynamics robot, right? Those uh, yeah. dogs that you see uh, running around with human oh, beings. Yeah. Those, those are crazy. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll share uh, videos uh, for that uh, in the description below. And and I think it's very important to understand that those robots. I mean, of course, they cannot do all the uh, range of activities which a human can because they are still limited by their limbs and the functions and the features you have to operate their battery uh, they need uh, electrical power they need um, programming etc so i mean those kind of uh, limitations are still there because think of a human being we can heal ourselves by taking food so we take in food using that energy we heal ourselves so we are self-healing organisms robots are still not self-healing then uh, we can uh, retain information and then we can build on top of that information so suppose i read a book i read a line i get inspired and i build something robots currently are not able to do that uh, and then um, using food we fuel ourselves so that also gives us energy and we can fuel ourselves endlessly and we can last, uh, we can uh, maybe live without food for a couple of days, maybe weeks. Um, so yeah, robots still can't do many of these things which a human can, but definitely they are stronger. If, if there is a repetitive task, they can do it much faster and they have more accuracy. So whenever we try to write something, uh, our, our hands shake. So we cannot control something with very high accuracy, but with a robotic limb, you can control that with a very high degree of accuracy. So where a surgeon would maybe shake with a, with a knife while doing surgery, with a robotic arm, you can have precisely uh, the movement that you want and that thereby um, reducing the, the area of a cut uh, that's needed to do surgery and also that it that it improves recovery time because then you need less uh, time to recover from a small wound than from a bigger wound so all these things uh, have given us a lot of advantages and i'm pretty sure that they will uh, help in the future yes yes absolutely i mean yeah these, these are uh, there are various you know aspects or ways where robots are already better than humans but the only thing or the main thing is is well if you want to call it consciousness or the the intent behind it i mean they don't have an intent or a gene generic intelligence which is what uh, you know you were saying that we might have in in couple of decades but uh, yeah i mean um is is um you know um it would be really cool to see but at the same time a lot of the times it's very scary to see because because they're already so much better in all all other aspects as soon as they have their own uh, mind, who knows what they would want with that mind. But uh, um, so yeah, I, I see that as evolution. You know, uh, when people ask, uh, what's the next evolution? I think uh, machines are the next evolution. So, yes. Yeah, so so if you think if you think about survival, then yeah. what is something that can survive uh, beyond humans? A machine. They can. Yeah. They they are built of materials that can last much longer. The only problem is they cannot heal themselves. They cannot think. But if you have all that think, like self healing, 
artificial uh, general intelligence and they have in a fuel say maybe nuclear reactor like arc reactor uh, in themselves then what's stopping them to evolve and be the next species on this planet nothing right absolutely so, so i i feel that the next evolution and a lot of times people think oh what's the evolution so i think evolution is driving us to make a better version of ourselves which is a machine and maybe we'll so neuralink is there now we can control uh, external objects so elon musk is working on that what if we could download all our memories into a machine and they just live in that machine forever i think that's the next step of evolution we we seem to deny it but i think there's a very high chance that that will happen yeah that could very well happen i mean it, it depends i mean there are a number of um, simultaneous adva- advancements is going on in different technologies so one thing could be that we you know transform ourselves into into robots that could be one thing and okay. one thing could be we you know invent genetic in, you know uh, general intelligence ai uh, robot which will you know uh, which is uh, you know unknown what would happen and there could be many many things like that it could also be that we kind of um, you know instead of becoming a robot we we just upload ourselves into a big system into a supercomputer where we live in a virtual world yes. so it could be many things and it's interesting which one comes into reality fast because based on the speed of each of these things you, you know we could have a completely different life in in 100 years and that and then, you know speaking of technology there are technology that are also working on um you know preventing aging so it could just exactly. be so yeah it could be just that, yeah it it could be just <laughs> that human beings uh, don't want to be machines but we we develop a technology like nano nanobots inside our bodies that heal us constantly that mm-hmm. regenerate that repair anything that is broken in our system so we we never age um, and uh, they give us superhuman strength so maybe we don't need uh, to be machines we can still be human beings yeah yeah absolutely so this is this is i mean you know we can talk about this endlessly i mean all of these cool technologies there are and the implications of it but yeah the 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 key thing to look at is which one of these technology advances to to that level first and that will decide uh, the rest of our humanity and the future but um, yeah robotics is certainly playing a very important part in getting us there in in any of these these streams of technology i mean uh, the main thing that we can do is keep improving keep permutating and com- combining technologies and keep coming up with more and more advanced and cooler things a lot of the times we think oh there are some you know we don't want to build cool things we want to build efficient things but a lot of the times a cool thing could have a lot of efficiency that you're not seeing right now but just do it because it's cool and then you realize oh this can have so much usability as well so yeah definitely would um encourage listeners and viewers to sort of think about cool things to do as well as you know um uh, things with um user benefits exactly i think i think it's very important that uh, i think with the advent of internet uh, uh, the pace of uh, the pace of growth has accelerated quite rapidly because earlier you had uh, human beings with limited information now everyone has access to information and that information is uh, 
getting so many ideas out of people's mind and they are able to create something just looking at something on a youtube video you are able to build on top of it and create something else and i think that's um, that's uh, paced our growth of knowledge and growth of uh, development and you you can see that there is a rapid progress now that's being made uh, earlier the development when i was young the the stage at which we were developing was a bit slow so i was born in 84 until about 2007 we didn't have a smartphone and iphone came out in 2007 and we are now in 2021 so from 84 to 2007 there was not much use of smartphones but from 2007 to say about to to 2020 2021 smartphones have just changed our lives they have transformed our lives in in a matter of like uh, what uh, just over a decade in over a decade we have gone from uh, getting rid of calculators getting rid of alarm clocks getting rid of cameras getting rid of uh, many other yes. devices and and just having one single device and that's also with the help of robotics because we have been able to manufacture things at scale very rapidly with high quality and high efficiency yeah yeah no that is uh, looking at technology and how it evolved is is always fascinating and i just i i get so amazed with it but uh, yeah i mean robotics has also like um gone through i mean if you think about um just just the evol- evolution of robotics in media so we started with c3po and r2d2 our yes. beloved characters that we grew up with and then now um there are exoskeletons like iron man and you know the evolution of even the science fiction items are are quite uh, extraordinary so um yeah it's it's um it's it's just exciting times and it's just um exciting to wait and see what uh, what we come up with next absolutely and i think uh, it's a, it's a good time to think about robotics i mean um, for the benefit of our audience i mean we have talked about various technologies in today's talk and they are all actually quite related uh, to our previous episodes as well we have talked about drones in the past we have talked about ai we have talked about machine learning we we spoke with uh, a founder of uh, the, the founder of raspberry pi and and all that is actually bringing together and solving actually a lot of uh, different problems and if you can combine that put it in a machine that can solve even bigger and more complex problems then i think yeah that's that's what our intention is and and one of the reasons we are having this tech talk is also because there is so many technologies available today that many or many of us are not even aware of and we want to bring that awareness to people that okay these are the possibilities with this technology yes yes absolutely This was actually a very fun talk, exciting talk to exciting topic to talk about. Um really enjoyed it. Um hopefully our audience would also benefit from all the information and uh hopefully we've encouraged uh people enough that um you know they would probably start their own project which you know might bring some sort of uh, um you know cool combination of things and um you know take us a little bit one step further. Uh um into the future do you have any 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 last message for our audience oh just uh, yeah keep exploring be curious and uh, i think uh, human beings are very good problem solvers so just 
try to keep finding new problems and trying to solve them with machines with tools that are already available and uh, yeah do subscribe to our podcast <laughs> keep learning Absolutely. yes yes very much so i mean one of the thing is yeah you might feel like you don't have the necessary knowledge or expertise but i would strongly say that you do or you don't need that much you know you can just assemble all the things that are already created but even if that even if it is the case that you don't have enough time effort or budget to carry carry through a project but you have seen a problem and you have thought of an idea why not just at least publish it on in in a blog post or you know anywhere uh, where people are interested in, in in that kind of tech community so your idea is out there and someone else might actually want to collaborate with you and you know bring your project into a reality so i think the main um, thing i want to say is if you have a problem and you have an idea to solve that problem uh, try to fix it yourself and if not then at least put your idea out there so other people can um so yeah that was uh, that was um my <laughs> message uh, hopefully everyone had um, had enjoyed the talk i would i would like rinath to also post his ideas because rinath has a lot of ideas in his mind but he he doesn't share it so rinath this is to you as well everyone is listening so i want you to post your ideas as well because i think you have yes. cool ideas absolutely no i do have some idea which i had written down but i never published it but no i am working on it it's, it's actually a good thing yeah i mean why not why not publish those ideas so someone else can probably work on it yes um absolutely no you're right i i am going to work on um, publishing them if if i don't do anything with them so yeah no thank you thank you amit for that um yeah so um that's about it for robotics today thank you uh, Thank you thank you very much audience and uh, hope to see you guys again next week take care